This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. And greetings from Globe Life Park in Arlington, where today the Houston Astros continue their season-opening seven-game road trip as they start a three-game series against the Texas Rangers. Astros dropped three out of four in their season-opening series at the Tampa Bay Rays, including a 3-1 to loss to the Rays yesterday. Wade Miley pitched six innings, gave him three runs, struck out four. Jake Marisnik two for three with a homer, but the Astros have dropped their last three. Rangers, meanwhile, they won two out of three in their season-opening series against the Cubs here in Arlington, including an 11-10 win, winning at the bottom of the ninth inning in yesterday's ballgame against the Cubs. Astros 1-3 on the year, while the Rangers are 2-1. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Brad Peacock on the mound for the Astros, returning to the rotation, has been so good out of the bullpen, but certainly can be a very effective member of this rotation as well. Yeah, I'm not even sure that Brad Peacock's going to remain in the, the rotation the entire season because he's so valuable out of the pen. He, he showed that to, to be true. and. Wherever you put him, it's not that he goes down there. He does it well. You yep. know? And that's what's so good about Peacock is he's going to throw strikes. He's going to pitch to a good game plan. He can execute his pitches. Uh, he had struggles with a little bit of the lefties last year, but we saw in spring training he's making an adjustment, throwing more curve balls uh, against left-handed batters during spring training, and it worked out very well. So I expect him to pitch uh, just like Brad Peacock so far today. Meanwhile, left-hander Drew Smiley getting the ball for the Texas Rangers. And A.J. Hinch was even saying, you know, not really sure what they're going to get out of Drew Smiley. He was a really good pitcher, but has missed the last two seasons with injury. Well, when he was last healthy. Now, I'm not sure how strong his arm is or whatever, but he could elevate the fastball and get you to chase below the zone with a pretty sharp breaking ball. But, you know, right now, coming into this game, he pitched pretty well during the spring. Not, nothing great, but nobody pitches great in Arizona with the thin air. But uh, Smiley, you know, as far as health-wise, the way he's going to bounce back inning to inning, how sharp is this stuff going to be, how amped is he going to be uh, in this ball game? Hasn't, hasn't pitched in a couple of seasons at the major league level. Uh, it's just a big unknown tonight. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, in spring training, A.J. Hinch said when the Astros are healthy, top six spots in a lineup, probably not going to see a change much. Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Correa, and Gurriel in that order. Today's game is the first one in which we've seen the top six spots uh, lined up that way. Yeah, with Brantley out of the lineup for rest yesterday and Correa missing the first three, he hadn't gotten a chance to really see what this is going to look like, and it looks great on paper. Uh, the last three games for the Astros obviously hasn't been very good, but uh, usually when they, they go two or three games like that, they usually break out in something really wild, you know, and they, they really start to string things together. They're selfless. They'll pass it on to the next guy, things like that. But uh, this lineup's good. They're going to sc score plenty of runs this year. 
Up next, we'll have the manager's show presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Wade Miley, who made his Astros debut yesterday. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, welcome back to Astro Launch. I'm with Astros manager A.J. Hinch and Brad Peacock making his basically his first start in quite a while. 2017, he bailed you out, but... Um, Peacock's in there, and he's all, all reliable for you, isn't he? He is, and we, we expect good things from him because he's always very consistent, obviously. Demeanor-wise, A+. Plus. Stuff across the board is really good. He, he usually is pretty efficient. Um, and, I, and I, you know, I like him against you know, almost every lineup that I ever put him out against. So, um, again, somebody that we expect to, to, to be stable. We'll probably ask him to do a lot of different things this year, but to, for his first go-round, he's going to be in the rotation. When you talk about executing game plans and you guys come to Brad and say, this is what we'd like to do with all these players, is he pretty good at that? Yeah, he just says, okay, and <laughs> moves on. I mean, not, not a man of many words, but um, but he is very, very good at applying what Strami works on him with and 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 working with Chirinos and Stassi and the guys. He can he can really throw any pitch to any location. He's really good above the zone, which should play, should play well against the Rangers. He can spin the ball. He's breaking ball in, in the spring. Um, his curveball was 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 equal to his slider, and that's yeah. saying something for him. So, um, if he can be a four pitch pitcher, he he can he can make starts similar how he did in seventeen. Hey, why does that curveball play better against lefties than than a slider would? I just think it's it start it plays off that high fastball. You know, the okay. the, the 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 love zone, so to speak, of a left handed hitter is generally down and in, and so mm-hmm. that that you you pitch lefties up a lot in order to get some swing and misses, and then. That, that breaking ball that starts off that same plane as the fastball up and ends up below the zone is really hard for those guys to take. Drew Smiley hasn't pitched in a while. You guys face this lefty with the Rangers today. What do you expect out of him? What, what do you need to do to combat that? Well, I think he'll be pretty amped up. Um, the last time we saw him, he was with Tampa, and, and, and then he went down. and He's been hurt for a couple of years, and um, he'll be amped up to be back in the game. I'm proud of guys when they come back yeah. uh, off surgery and rehab, and, and he's getting another opportunity to be in a major league rotation. He's very talented. He's got a good fastball. He'll throw some backup breaking balls that end up away to right-handed hitters or at the left-handed hitter, and so we've got to be prepared for that. But um, it's a feel-good story for him. I like guys that come back from injury. I, you know, We want him to have a rough night against us. That's, that's why you compete. But um, the high fastball we're going to have to get on top of. Jake Marisnik with a good game yesterday. Not the the main reason he's in there. You're facing a lefty, but Jake's made some real improvements offensively during spring training. He has, and he actually, I, I had flirted with playing Kemp today and and sitting Jake. And then when you see the at bats he's taking, I want to keep putting him in there. And and Jake's going to have to force his way into the into this into the spotlight, so to speak. He's a very good defender, and everybody always says that, which knocks his offense. But his swing since day one of spring training has been a little bit uh, more efficient. His production the first couple games was nice and. And we'll see, you know, see if this can be, you know, an offensive season for him because of the impact he can have. Hey, the Rays pitched you well the last three days, but mm-hmm. is there anything uh, at bat wise you'd like to see your guys do better? Well, I think we we need to get back to to being a really tough out, you know, per, hitter after hitter after hitter. Okay. We we just need to pass the baton to the next guy. And what I see in our team, and I've seen it before, is, you know, when we get when we get uh, a little behind or a little bit uh, feeling like we're not getting enough hits or we have a little bit of bad luck. They, everybody wants to be the hero. Everybody wants to ignite the offense. And once it happens, it can be explosive. If I was playing against us 
you know, I'd be very nervous about the breakout game that, that, that's coming because these guys um, don't like having rough series at the plate. When they, when they collectively put good at-bats together, we start to score a ton of runs. Last thing, AJ, with the Rangers now, they, they've got a new manager. Chris Woodward's the manager mm-hmm. for the team now. Is there anything you need to know uh, or got to kind of get a feel for him to, to have a, an idea of what he's going to try to do? Yeah, I don't know what kind of game he's going to run. You know, he's worked under Dave Roberts the last couple of years. We saw Woody in, in, uh, in Seattle. Um, when he was a, a base coach there, and, and personality-wise, he's very even-keeled. I think he's going to be relatively conservative, uh, but he's going to manage his club. You know, they, um, you never know what you're going to be like until you get in the chair. Is he going to run a lot? Is he going to bunt a lot? Is he going to be an action manager? How is he going to play the matchups in yeah. the bullpen? I mean, he's he's got you know three games under his belt as a manager. That's not enough to assess the style that he's going to play with. So you'll we'll compete against the guys, be prepared for everything, and adjust to his style of managing. All right, very good. AJ Hintz, thanks a lot. You got it, Sparky. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Wade Miley, made his Astros debut in Tampa in the last game of that series on Sunday. And all in all, obviously, it's always an adjustment going to a new team. You've done it a few times at this point in your career. Feel pretty comfortable at this point? Yeah, I think, I mean, from day one of spring training, these guys just open arms. So it's been a, it's been a pretty smooth and easy transition. And, uh, yeah, it's been a blast. Looking forward to the rest of it. So going back to this offseason, you had a very good year with the Brewers, pitched in the postseason, got within a game of the, of the World Series. What was this offseason like for you in terms of free agency and, and just kind of sorting through what, what your priorities were and what your family's priorities were? Yeah, it was, it was pretty smooth. Um, I really didn't put a whole lot of thought into it, just kind of let things kind of fall where they may and um, was fortunate enough Houston was interested and um, kind of just went from there. It wasn't a whole lot of other – stuff to make decisions on it was a pretty easy decision for me and my family obviously we live pretty close to there so uh i was just blessed to get the opportunity and the phone call from jeff luno so it uh it's been great you mentioned from louisiana not far from houston the astros a team that that had kind of been on your radar because of how close they were and the success they've had for sure more more so the success and the closeness um i mean 2014 i don't know they had a winning year but you can see that they Special things were happening, and uh, I mean, we pay attention. The guys around baseball pay attention, and, and you see that, and you want to be a part of a championship. So uh, I feel like this was the quickest way there. When you got drafted by the Diamondbacks and first got to the big leagues with the Diamondbacks, AJ Hinch was in the organization when you got drafted. Was the farm director? Do you remember your first interactions with AJ Hinch and, and what your impressions were at the time? Um, he was very businesslike. Mm-hmm. I, I can remember that. He he was. Um, very professional the way he went about his job over there where he's more he's more of a teammate here he's more of a friend here where that's how you have to be in, in that in that shoes I, I remember him being very professional very nice honest and uh didn't have a whole lot of interactions with him but the times I talked to him I mean he was serious about his job and uh it's, it's kind of cool to see this part of AJ now as well so you've always been a quick worker every year you're at the top of baseball or near the top in terms of uh fewest time between pitches, where did that start? Have you always been a guy who who worked quickly? Uh, college. Once I got to college, um, and I'm not saying I worked slow in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember, but I can remember my freshman year in college. We were a quick-paced team. Our college coach was his his big thing was for the pitcher to never turn their back on the catcher, get the ball and go. We didn't throw the ball around strikeouts. We didn't throw the ball around ever. So we just got the ball and go, and that's just it. Just stuck with me, and uh, that's just how that's how it goes. 
So that's a message to college coaches everywhere, I guess. If you want pitches to work quickly, make that part of it. And you went to Southeast Louisiana and first-round pick out of there. You got drafted out of high school. Was it one of those things where you kind of knew you wanted to play college baseball or felt it would be a better opportunity? Um, I wasn't sure. I was so – I mean, I come from such a small town. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knew. And, and, and the decisions we had to make with my family on that, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to sign. Mm-hmm. No lie back then. Very thankful that I went to college and, and grew as a person and matured because I don't think I would have made it in the industry at 18 years old. So the three years in college helped me so much. I got to play with guys that were 20 years old, 21. So it felt like I kind of went from being a boy to a man in a sense and um, just learned a lot. Was there a point in college, because you were first-round pick, 43rd overall selection in the year you were drafted, was there a point when you realized, hey, that being picked in the first round, this is this is a real possibility? Yeah, I think I think more so that than college. I went to the Cape after my sophomore year, and I had a really good year in the, in the Cape. And um, I actually played with McHugh and Keuchel mm-hmm. in, in the Cape that that year in '07. And and a lot of a lot of teams got they got interested. Agents were calling like left. And, I'm like, man, full of redneck. I'm about to, you know, something good can happen. And then I went on to have a pretty decent year in college. And I mean, you kind of get an idea. I wasn't expecting anything mm-hmm. necessarily. I was just just looking forward to whatever happened. I was fortunate enough to go there. 2017, had a rough year with the Baltimore Orioles. A lot better, obviously, last year. Made some changes. What were what was kind of the self-evaluation for you after that 2017 season? I mean, I, I really knew going going into the 17 season. I had a rough one in 16 as well, two different teams. Um, thought I made some adjustments in 16 and, and just it really didn't show. I walked a lot of guys that year in 17. That hurt me more than anything. And then um, – just knew I needed to kind of regroup, start all over. Got got with a childhood coach of mine, pitching coach, and we kind of just started from the ground up and just started all over, doing like the childish drills in a sense, like you wouldn't think guys doing, but we really do. We need to, and um, just kind of re- redid everything and switched up the pitch choices a little bit, and just went from there. Wade Miley, thanks so much for joining us and continued success. Thank you, appreciate it. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash 
the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.